0: Money makes the world go round. As a licensed financial advisor, I can tell you it's true. Because of that, so much of who we are is linked to money. Our fears, our goals, our mindsets, and yes, our personal stories. That's what this podcast is all about. Me and some friends of mine sharing the origins and ongoing chapters of our money stories. Okay, I think we're all set and ready to run now. Hey, everybody. Uh, it is Patrick Kota from Freedom 55 Canada Life. Hope everyone's doing well. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week, so congratulations on getting this far. We're going to talk a little bit of Disney today, believe it or not, and how they relating to the world of finance and money today and how it could be affecting the way that you and your family go to the movies in the future. But first, I want to take a moment here to talk a little bit about an interesting development that happened over on our Facebook group. If you are not following us yet over there, it's the Wealth and Wellness Ontario group. I recommend that you check it out. You can just visit my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Patrick Advisor. The group is linked there. And yesterday I had a really interesting question for the group. I wanted to know where they would go, what they would do in the case of a financial emergency if they needed money right now. And I was very surprised to see very few answers. Normally, our discussion board is really lively with a lot of activity, a lot of back and forth, a lot of opinions, which I love. It's great. That's how we normalize the money conversation is by talking about it. But this one kind of shut everybody's lips. And I'm really curious as to why that is. Now, it could just be comfort level, right? Maybe some people are just not comfortable talking about what they would do in that situation. Or it could be they don't know. They don't know what they would do in a situation like that because they've never really thought about it or prepared for it. And it really got me thinking about the importance of having an emergency plan financially. And that can include a number of different things, but whenever it comes to an emergency, there's always two routes that you need to follow as far as I'm concerned. First and foremost, have some emergency cash built up the financial experts will tell you anywhere between three to six months of your annual salary. If you're more comfortable with uh, having more than that, or even if you're just comfortable with having like a month's worth in case of an emergency, that's fine too. Whatever you're most comfortable with Uh, me personally, I have two different forms of an emergency fund. I have a quick cash emergency fund. I have about a thousand dollars in cash uh, hidden here at the house. And I have that just in case there's an emergency where I need money right at this very moment. uh, And I don't want to dip into my savings or into uh, my money for bills, obviously. That's the worst thing that you can do. Um, Then I also have a series of, uh, of savings for a larger emergency, like if I got laid off or if there was a pandemic or something happens where I need to take from that money for a longer period of time. But then there's also something like insurance right which is in very specific cases so in a situation where you get hurt or you get sick those are the kinds of insurance you need for that takes care of money on that end most people i think unfortunately in a situation where they have an emergency they choose the option of borrowing money and i understand that for some people that may be the only option they have right now because they didn't prepare adequately and I understand that. I'm not judging anybody. I've done it myself many, many a times. I owe um, a lot of money on my uh, line of credit. I don't know, not a lot of money, but I, I owe I owe thousands of dollars on my line of credit right now. I'm paying that off because of mistakes that I made in the past, not being prepared. So it happens to everybody. No judgment here. But obviously, that is the least desirable option because what happens is when you borrow that money, obviously you're going to get collect interest on it. You're going to have to continue to pay a lot more than what you actually borrowed. So, um, if you're, if you find yourself in a situation where asking that question of, Hey, what would you do if an emergency happened right this second and you needed, you know, a thousand dollars of cash or a thousand dollars plus of cash where would you go? What would you do? And if your answer to that is, I don't know, or I guess I'd have to take a loan, start thinking about ways that you can change that. And the best way to do it, reach out to a financial advisor. You can call me 705-358-8793. So now I know that you're asking yourself, hey, Adam, the title is talking about Mulan and Disney. What does this have to do with Disney? Well, I'm glad that you asked, loyal listener slash viewer, because Disney has found themselves in a situation in which they are going to need some cash quickly, and they have come up with their own plan to subsidize this. You see, since the pandemic has happened movie theaters have been shut down for the most part. There are some theaters internationally that have opened up, but definitely in the United States and uh, still here in Canada, no new movies have been released into theaters. And this is obviously a big problem for a studio like Disney. Uh, They were supposed to release Mulan in March. They pushed it back. And now it looks like that it may not even come uh, to america at all this year uh, some other films that they've pushed back have been taken off schedules completely but the problem is that they still have to make money now disney was also lucky that they released their disney plus app probably within the last 12 months or so and that ended up making a little bit of money for them they I think they the numbers have said they have over 60 million subscribers so good on them they've done really well with that but Their bread and butter is still movies. That's what they do. And their theme park, which has also been shut down. So they have needed a way to make some money fast. So what they've decided to do is they said, you know what? If there are theaters internationally that are open and are showing movies, we're going to release Mulan in those theaters in September. Great. So what about for folks that maybe don't have access to a theater that is showing Mulan? Well, now you can go ahead and stream that movie on Disney plus. Ah, that's fantastic, right? I'll just pay my $6.99, 7 dollars whatever, how much it is. I, I don't keep track of that stuff. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and I'll just stream the movie for a whole lot less. Not so fast. See, here's where Disney's going to make up their money. This is their way of getting into a market that's completely closed down right now. They're going to charge you $29.99 American to watch the movie. On top of your monthly fee for Disney Plus. Now, I got into a kind of a debate about this with some of my friends last night about is it good, is it bad? Um, the biggest consensus we seem to have was that it will be interesting to see if families will pay that much to watch the movie in the comfort of their home, particularly American audiences, because obviously they're the ones who are affected the most by it. As of right now, I don't know whether or not there will be theaters open to screen Mulan when it is released in September in probably some areas of the country. There will be, but not where I am at. Uh, as far as I know, the, mo- the, the movie theaters here are staying shut down for the time being. So the only way I'm going to get to see Mulan when it is released in September is to pay $30 American on top of the Disney plus app cost for some people. I know this is going to really rub them the wrong way and say, now, why should we pay more for this? Uh, Others will look at it as, you know what, that's fine. I wasn't going to go see that one in theaters anyway. I was going to wait to see that on demand when it came out, uh, like as a regular on demand selection. Um, But for other families, they may really prefer this because let's be honest, not everybody is a fan of the movies. You know me. I'm a huge supporter of the theater and cinema experience. I love going out to watch movies. I think it's one of the best things uh, in terms of bang for your buck and entertainment out there. I love it. But that doesn't mean everybody loves it. And I know people like my wife, for example, would probably prefer to watch the movie at home. And for her, maybe paying a few extra dollars would be worth it. if It means she can see a brand new movie that she's been waiting to see in the comfort of her own home. For some people, obviously, this would be more expensive. For example, if I wanted to go see a movie that my wife had no interest in seeing, it would be far more expensive for me to buy this movie streaming on Disney Plus than it would be for me to buy a ticket at the movie theater because movie tickets are still only like $12, $13 here. So for me, this is a no-brainer. If I have the option to go to the movies, I'm going to go to the movies, which I like because obviously movie theaters are going to take a hit right now. And, and I want them to continue to survive because I I love the cinema experience. I want them to continue to survive, but I understand why some people would look at this scenario and say, you know what? I'm just going to stay at home. I'm going to pay the $30 extra because if you've got a family of four, or if you've got a large family, or if you do something like a lot of my friends and I have been doing with wrestling pay-per-view since we were teenagers, which is you get a bunch of people together and you all chip in for it the cost of that can actually end up being a lot less. So really what this has done is it has opened up more doors, more avenues for you to enjoy your cinema entertainment. And I will applaud Disney and universal and other movie studios who have said, you know what? We have to bite the bullet on this. We have to try our best in order to try and keep these studios going because I don't want to lose movies. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, I, I want the studios to continue to produce the films that I love to see, and I want to continue to support those. And if that means having to be maybe a little bit more picky when it comes to the movies that I watch and pay for, you know, things are going to have to change for a little bit. As soon as we are able to get back to a somewhat normal world, maybe things will go back to the way they were. Probably not, though. We have to embrace technology. The same technology that has allowed businesses to thrive and to survive during this pandemic is also the same technology that is going to change the way that we do a lot of things, whether it's business, whether it's entertainment, all of that stuff. And we have to be prepared for those kinds of changes. I'm I'm ready to welcome it with open arms. I'm hoping that we will see more people embracing these ideas and these options. Uh, But I also hope that people will continue to support Their local cinemas, and people will continue to go out to them when they are open safely. I'm not encouraging you to go and do anything that you're not comfortable and not safe with. If you do not feel comfortable going out to a movie theater or sporting event or anything for that matter, don't do it. Don't go out if you're not comfortable with it. But I'm glad that for those people who aren't comfortable, they have the option. I'd love to know what you think. If you have an opinion on this, please feel free to comment on this episode, on this live video, on this podcast, however you're enjoying this, please make your voice heard. I'd love to get your opinion on it. And if you've got the chance join in on our wealth and wellness Ontario group, I'm going to post this question a little bit later as well in the, uh, in the, in the group so that you can join in on it. And let's, let's talk about it. where, how do you see this going for Disney? Is this something you're going to do? Who knows? And if you're still thinking about some of that emergency fund uh, stuff that I was talking about earlier, feel free to give me a call. 705-358-8793. Book a free one-hour, no-obligation appointment. And I'll, I'm happy to talk to you about that kind of stuff. Or send me an email at patrick.conta at freedom55financial.com. That's going to do it for me today, guys. I hope you all enjoy your Wednesday. You're halfway through the week, everyone. We can make it still. Uh, best of luck to you on your financial journey. Have a great day. Follow my ongoing money story on social media at Patrick Conta Advisor. Thanks for listening.